Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. We got a beautiful show. We got some beautiful hosts. We got a beautiful game. We got taste. We got some beautiful chats. We got some beautiful stats. And we won't stop talking. We won't give it a rest. And as a matter of fact, it's time to get it off our chests. Cricket, 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 cricket. Welcome to County Cricket Natters, and it's a County Cricket Natters with a difference this week. There's no Annie Chave. It's her birthday, so happy birthday, Annie. And there's no Sam Dalling. So straight off the subs bench, I've got one of the rising stars of broadcasting coming through, Blake Bint. Welcome, Blake. Hi, Dan. Thank you for having me on. Hi, mate. And our special guest this week is a legend of England cricket. He's uh, a man who's got a hat-trick for England. He's a legend of Yorkshire cricket. Welcome, Darren Goff. Hello, everyone. Um, I won't go down the legend of Yorkshire cricket yet. The way it's going this year, but uh, we might have to up our game a little bit. But, uh, yeah, well, it's good to be on, mate. Good to be on. Great stuff. Well, let's start at, down at Southampton and... It was a absolute cracker down there. Hampshire, 229 all out. Wokes got three. Rushworth got three. I might come on to him in a minute. Warwickshire then responded with 410 for eight. Sam Hain got 85. Ed Bernard, 95. Michael Burgess, 88. Mohammed Abbas got four wickets there. Then Hampshire, they were what we call Mark Knopfler. They were in dire straits. They were 35 for nine. And they recovered, if that is the right word to use, to 97 all out. James Vince held firm, 52 not out. But Chris Rushworth, 7 for 38, 10 in the game. Darren, you know all about him, don't you? I do. Listen, he's, um, he's been a fantastic performer for a few years. And he's someone I've uh, seriously thought about uh, bringing to Yorkshire. Um, it's one of those types of bowlers, when he does a little bit, he becomes a world beater. It's similar to a lot of the bowlers you've got within the game in England anyway now. We've seen it. There's, there's so many around the county circuit. You go up and you know every single day they're going to turn up. If there's that just that little bit of juice um, in the wickets that first six, seven weeks of the season, they cash in. They really, really do. Potts did it last year. Rushworth is doing it again this year. Look at Ollie Robinson. Didn't get a wicket against us. Struggled against Yorkshire. Um, at Sussex. He goes out next time out, boom, 
and he's just taking wickets galore. So he's just one of those types of bowlers, puts the ball in the right areas, lets the ball do the work off the pitch, and he got he gets what he deserves. He's a fantastic talent. Yep. And Blake, were you surprised to see Hampshire capitulate like that? Yeah, I was. I mean, I didn't follow the game particularly closely, uh, sort of in the in the moment. But you know, looking at the scores in the first innings, it didn't look as though the pitch was doing anything particularly wrong. Um, you know, thirty-five for um, seven, I think it was, like you said as well. And you know, Goffey at the nail on the head, Rushworth, particularly early season in England, it's just that sort of bowler. You put it in the right areas, and wickets are going to come. Um, like you said, Vince, obviously very, very stubborn, as we know. Uh, Vince is obviously a very good bat and. He's, done it for years in the in the county championship but yeah I was, I was surprised to see it but you know Warwickshire's bowling attack is something that's really impressed me this season and and you can see why they're on a title charge because of it yeah and another good bit of recruitment there is Ed Bernard he's gone from being a pair to a bear and uh, I think he's he's a cracking bit of recruitment as well isn't he Darren yeah I mean I, again uh, one of those players bats bowls a good old round cricketer They've replaced him at Worcester with one of mine, uh, one of our players, Yorkshire Weighty. Um, Weighty would struggle uh, struggle to get in our starting eleven. I think he knew that. And it's a great opportunity for him. I really hope he succeeds there. He can batter eight, which is about his seven or eights about his place, and he can bowl that fourth seamers role. So it's a it's a good swap. I think Worcester have got a nice player there to swap for Bernard, but a, a roof for him to Warwickshire a test ground is what he wants to go to that next level. Yeah. Well, let's go down to Trent Bridge because Lancashire were playing Nottinghamshire there. And these were two sides who I thought would be at the top of the table this time of year. And they're in the lower half. And I'm quite surprised about that. Lancashire started with 2-1-4. Uh, Josh Bohannon, 68. He's in the runs all season. There's five wickets there for Brett the Hitman Hutton. Uh, Nottinghamshire then responded with 249, Hasib Hamid, 97, Lancashire then 329 for eight, Balderson and Bahannon, they sound like a firm of solicitors, don't they? They both got 90s and then Notts collapsed, thanks for three apiece from Jimmy Anderson and George Balderson with the ball. But Ollie Stone blocked the last four balls to leave it as a draw, Nottinghamshire at 138 for nine. Darren, James Anderson, you played with him. How is he still going? Well, I played with Broad as well. Can you believe it? Those two. Um, played with Brody, I think, in a one-day series when he made his debut. Played with Jim, Jimmy in, uh, at Lords. It might have been my last test match uh, there. Um, so, yeah, two fantastic performers. They didn't really stand out in this game, which is surprising, is it? Jimmy, an unbelievable performer. Again, in these conditions, you just you fancy him running through someone, don't you? I think he bowled well last week. This week, not so successful. Uh, Brody as well. I mean, Brody uh, got a couple of wickets in in the first innings, but two teams that, to be fair, not are playing a brand of cricket. You can tell Broad has took some of that English type cricket back to knots. They're willing to lose to win. I like that. That's the way I want to play my cricket. That's where I went York. The way I want Yorkshire to play it, willing to lose to win. And we'll get on to that game when we con. con- talk about our game later but sometimes you have to be willing to lose the game and not are that sort of team they certainly did at Middlesex they set up a very sporting declaration the other week in the game against Middlesex didn't they so uh, yeah I get what you're saying I absolutely love it I love it and I think it is the way uh, some would play extra safe 
depends on the size of the club. Knots are playing the win game. They're in it to win it. They're not in there to get draws. Yeah. And Blake, uh, Josh Bohannon, I mean, uh, he, he's got to be, you know, weight of runs. He's got to be knocking on the door, at least of the, you know, he's an England lion. He's got to be knocking on the door of the, the main side. And Hasib Hamid as well. Do you think there's any chance they might get a sniff in the ashes this summer? Well, you'd like to think so. I mean, the county championship should be what brings forward the the England Red Bull players uh, for the future. But you'd feel England just seems to have a real surplus of that sort of three to six, seven sort of position. So, you know, I think there's more chance for for Hamid than Bahannon. You know, Bahannon's like I said, been in the runs um, and started the season really well. But yeah, I think Hamid. If there's anywhere there's a slot going to open up, you, you're thinking it's Zach Crawley. So, you know, I think there is more chance for Hamid. But yeah, Bahannon's been a, a great player this season. And really, that's why Lancashire are still as high as they are, um, because he's just been Mr. Reliable. Yeah, it's certainly been a, a few sort of low scores around the country. Let's go to Chelmsford and one of your old counties, Darren Essex. They got 3-1-4. Sir Alistair Cook, 50 uh, there was 60 for Wesley, 60 for Critchley as well. Six for 68 for Gus Atkinson. I'll come on to him in a minute. Surrey, 240. Oh. Jamie Porter, four for 51. Essex then responded with 198. Jordan Clark doing a damage, four for 58. But Surrey held on, 153 for seven. Blake, it's not often you see Surrey holding on for a draw, is it? No, I genuinely thought they were going to walk the league again this year. I think they're a great side and I know, like you said, we'll come on to Gus Atkinson in a minute, but um, yeah, great performance from him and to, for Surrey to have to hold on from that position was particularly uh, surprising. They've got you know a lot of depth um, in both um, batting and bowling. So for them to, to need to hold on was quite surprising, but I really like Essex's bowling attack as well. I think there's a few sides in Division 1 this year where their bowling attack's just really impressive and Essex have got um, Warwickshire next week and I think that is the battle of the the seam attacks when you've got Porter, Cook, Snater and obviously Harmer as well as the spinner. So, yeah, not surprised to see Essex do that damage, but Surrey holding on was certainly a surprise. Yeah, some of the attacks, I mean, Darren, you know a little bit about seam bowling. Some of the attacks around Division 1 are... Outstanding. You look at Hampshire with, you know, Barker, Abbott, Abbas, you know, both uh, both these two have got decent seam attacks. Warwickshire, we were speaking about. There's some real strength, isn't there? And they've got the conditions at the moment as well. Exactly. That's the biggest difference, if you're going to be honest. Division one, division two is, is the bowling. You've got four good bowlers coming at you. And and if you just, you're talking about Atkinson there. I know his dad really well, actually. Um, I had a, I met him for a drink, actually, in Dubai uh, last week, <laughs> uh, one evening. Um, um, and I remember Atkinson as a young kid, played against my uh, son as well. And I was just talking about, I'm really impressed by him. He said, I don't think he's going to play, though, at Surrey. They've got so many good bowlers in front of him. Guess what? He gets off the plane, texts me. He said, oh, my son's playing against Essex. I said, oh, good luck to him. Guess what? Six for 68 did he get? Yeah, he He's did, got yeah. pace, tall action, nice run-up. Um, really impressed by him. I saw him last year. He's going to get a lot of gigs in the T20s around the world, but I think he's a lot better than just a T20 bowler, as he was proven against Essex. That pitch is a pitch I'm used to. It's either really, really flat 
or it deteriorates quickly as the game goes on. You only have to look at the scores, and that's exactly what happened. 314, 240, 198, and 153 for seven. That's the typical Essex cricket. That's why it's another county that get results. Last year, that was the only pitch we played on that was the flattest pitch I think I've ever seen at Chelmsford. For four days, it didn't look, it didn't look like getting a wicket, neither side. So it looks like they're getting result pitches there this year, and they should be up there because they've got seamers and they've got the best spinner in the country. Yeah, well, when we had Bumble on at the beginning of the season and the preview of the season, he said Gus Atkinson was one to watch out for. And uh, he's a good judge of a player, David Lloyd. It's also interesting to sort of see Essex, I think, will come into it, you know, because they've got such variety in their attack. And when it dries out a little bit, if it dries out, Simon Harmer will come into the game, you know, in the fourth day or even the third day. And when we've had Jamie Porter or Sam Cook on the show previously, they've sort of said, we love having Simon Harmer because he gets us the fourth day. We, we can go and play golf and we call it Harmy Day. So uh, there you go. <laughs> there well, you he is, go. He's, the, he's the best in the country. I, I think all at Essex, what might let them down as the season goes on, they need runs. Um, Wesley needs to be informed. We know he's a form player. When he's in, he gets lots. When he's slightly out, he doesn't look like game one. Alex the Cup, still going, still churns out the runs. He's always good for 800 minimum. So, but they need some of the others to step up. Critchley uh, stepped up this game, but they need some of their youngsters as well to make sure they get runs on the board. If they get runs on the board, ethics, they'll be right up there at the end of the season. Yeah, Dan Lawrence missed uh, quite a chunk of last season as well. So maybe mm. him coming into the side will, will come in. Blake? Yeah, I just want to mention on Atkinson as well, a personal anecdote for me. I don't know if it was a bit of laziness, not looking at the squad or something, but... I was really liking Worrell at the start of the season. I brought him in my fantasy team this week and then he, he wasn't playing and Atkinson replaced him. So um, I just want to actually ask you, Dan, what do you think their sort of seam, seam bowling uh, selection is going to be for next week? Well, they've got options, Worrell haven't they? Plays. Worrell plays, yeah. Um, he's a fantastic bowler. He's one of the best I've seen in the first division. Strong, tight bowler, bowls good lines, good pace. Um, he must have been carrying a niggle. They wanted him to have a break. Uh, but I think he comes back in without a doubt. They've got that many bowlers. I think they can afford to rest. That's what we were hoping to do at Yorkshire. But we can't afford to rest them because they always get an injured. So we never get to the point of resting them <laughs> because they're always picking up injuries. <laughs> There's a great story about Dan Worrell, isn't there, and his curved run where he actually became from when he was a kid in his garden. He had a tree in his garden. So he used to have a curved <laughs> run to get around the tree. So I don't know how much truth there is, but a good story doesn't need to be true. It just needs to be amusing. Yeah. Anyway, let's go to Taunton. And rain affected down here. North Hants, 255. Uh, Ricky Vasconcelos got 70. He's a good player. James Sales, one of a good group of youngsters coming through at North Hants. He got 57. Somerset then responded with 412. Tom Cola Cadmore was on 95 overnight. Went out first thing in the morning and whacked a six to reach his 100 first ball the following morning. Uh, so he got 100. James Rue got 89. He's a good youngster they've got down at Somerset. And there was five for Jack White. Love his music, but a uh, great bowler as well. And then North Hans responded. They were in a little bit of trouble. But they uh, they managed to see out a draw. They ended up on 311 for eight, thanks to Sam Whiteman, 130, with an excellent century. They managed to uh, 
make sure that the game was a draw. Uh, Blake, Tom Kohler-Cadmore. Uh, I mean, he's got a big future in the game, hasn't he? Yeah, he has. And, you know, Darren will know more than me with him being at Yorkshire as well. But at the start of the season, I was quite sort of pessimistic about Kohler-Cadmore. I thought he was a bit more of a white ball player. But, you know, 130 is his first um, sort of big score in a while in Red Bull. And 102 balls, I think it's showing his... Uh, his sort of ambitions, he wants to get in that England squad. I think it shows. So, yeah, 130 and, like you said, sixth, uh, first over from uh, being 95 overnight. I had memories of Chris Gale hitting a sixth first ball of the Test match, didn't it? So, um, you know, if he can carry on doing that, I think he's one that England will definitely look at because he's he fits their mould massively. And like I said, I think Darren will know a bit more as well. Yeah, Darren. Yeah, I'll listen. Yeah, go on. Well, yeah, it was sad to uh, lose him, actually. Um, I think everything that had happened at Yorkshire, his dad used to work there as well, and um, he, he just couldn't get um, get through, and he thought the best thing for him was to move. Sad to lose him. A terrific T20 player, you're right. He probably needs to do a little bit more in the four-day stuff. He has got this sort of innings in him, but you've got you've to keep backing him to play that way because... When you look at the last game of the season, when we needed 220 to win the game, we got caught both innings for less than 10 at long off. And when you're chasing a small total and he gets out caught long off, that's the frustrating. But you've got to keep backing him because if you can afford to have a player like him in your side and he comes off and plays an innings like that, 130 off 102 balls, it gives you a good chance of winning the match. So you've got to let him keep just playing that way. You will get frustrated with him at times but he's got a serious talent to hit the ball. Let him hit it. Yeah. Darren, Northamptonshire, they've got some good youngsters coming through. James Sales is one. Harry Goulston's another who played in this game as well. Um, I mean, is that enough to keep them up, do you think, this year? It's going to be hard for them. Um, I think they've got a top coach um, in SADS. Um, they did brilliant last year to survive. Let, let, let's be honest about it. Um, if they can survive again, it would be another great effort. It's difficult for them. Saying that, they've spent a bit, bit, bit of money this year. Um, they're getting the money from somewhere because they took Willie from Yorkshire um, and they've got this um, Whiteman, who is a player as well I was looking at. Um, he's from Yorkshire, actually. So I was looking about him, but I was hoping to get him on an English passport rather than an overseas. Uh, but no fans went in and they've given him an opportunity and 130 not out. Um, he's a good player, good, good, good player. So that's good recruitment, uh, but it's going to be difficult for them. There's some good teams in that first division, some really, really good teams. Yeah, the, I thought they recruited well last year. I thought the best bat that I saw in Division 1 last year covering Gloucestershire, I thought was Ryan Rickleton, who they had over, who looked a Top really player. good player. Looked a another, really... one I looked at, another one I looked at as an overseas player, but he got injured. He needed a break after South Africa. He's been carrying injuries. Uh, but he, again, you're right, he's really good player, um, can keep, and obviously he can smack it as well. Good. Yeah. Well, let's look at the Division 1 table. So Surrey are top on 60. Warwickshire are equal with them on 60. Essex on 50. Hampshire, 46. Middlesex are on 45. Then Notts and Lancashire on 37 apiece. Somerset jump up after that draws on 34. Northants on to 32 and Kent on to 31. I think there's going to be a bit of a dogfight down there 
in a few weeks, isn't there? I think there's a few sides who'll be looking over their shoulder. I mean, Darren, you you were in it last year with Yorkshire. It's it's um it, it's a difficult situation to be in, isn't it? It is. I mean, the thing is, we were probably where Middlesex is sitting now after six matches. And everybody thought we were comfortable. Nobody could bowl us out. The pitches were flat. We had a strong batting lineup. But what did us last year was the ridiculous amount of call-ups we had. Um, with one day as going on at the same time as test matches, just to top it off. Not like they were at separate times. So we lost six players. When you lose six, it really tests. Um, and we, we just couldn't stop the couldn't stop it. We got on a, a real bad roll and we couldn't stop it. Middlesex, that win against Knotts was massive for them. That get that Knotts gave them it. They realised, but Middlesex, I don't think they think they're going to compete for the title. So if they, they saw it as a game they must win. Um, so Middlesex actually are quite high up there. If they're not careful, they could get dragged into it. But it's going to be very difficult for Kent and Northampton, uh, Northamptonshire. There's some good teams in there. Lights, lights right down where they are and knots. There'll be two teams that will want to fly up the table in the next few weeks. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Well, let's go on and let's start up at Headingley, where Glamorgan started off with 245. Manus Labashane <laughs> back in the house. He got 65. Yorkshire then, 106. Michael Nisa, mm. 7 for 32. Another hat-trick. Glamorgan then responded, 3-5-2 for 4. Manus, 170. And then Yorkshire were actually in with a shout of winning this, thanks to Adam Lyers, 174. And it was only some sort of uh, an innings from Jordan Thompson, which wasn't exactly a match-saving innings, because he, he gave it a slap. He got 55 not out. Bander Hookton, he got four for 72. And Yorkshire ended up 4-12 for nine. It was a cracking game of cricket, Darren, wasn't it? It was. Um, I think we're, we're fortunate. We should have won the game week before against Sussex, shouldn't we? Uh, 62, we had seven wickets left, rain came. But he probably helped us on this one. When I talk about teams that play a brand of cricket where they want to win and they're willing to lose, you've got to be got to do that. And if that would have been another way around, we'd have probably we would have declared um day three and had a bowl. Uh Glamorgan went totally safe. 491. When was the last time that happened? Somebody chasing down 491 on the last day. It's not gonna happen. It, well, it should never happen, really. Um I was surprised they didn't declare. Um, I thought they had enough at 4.40, 4.30. We'd have been out of the game. Um, we'd have been batting under a bit more different light and bowler-friendly conditions. Um, but I'm happy to come away with a draw in the end. When you get bowled out for 106 and somehow draw the game, you've got to give Yorkshire credit. 412 for nine in that second innings. Live was magnificent. Hill played well. He's took short the runs this year. Shaquille... Got a nice 30, uh, really, um, and Thompson. Now, I said, strange innings, wasn't it? We, we played for the draw, but he was still eating sixes and fours. <laughs> it's, it was funny. But yeah. Nisa, 7-4 and a hat-trick. Credit to him, that spell, he swung the ball both ways, and it went a lot. Conditions helped. They came over cast, but he got a lot of swing for that, that spell, and he skittled us on that morning. And you've got Sean Massoud coming back next week. He'll be a massive bonus for you, won't he? Well, he's just landed at 8 o'clock. <laughs> uh, he landed at the 8 o'clock. I booked his flight last week when I was in uh, Dubai. 
Um, he's on Qatar Airways. He lands at eight o'clock, so he should be at his house by ten, and he'll be at Nets tomorrow. So uh, let's hope so. <laughs> Unless I get a phone call telling me he's not. But yeah, we've missed him. He's our captain. Great to get him back. Um, we recruited him. Unfortunately for us, it's just the luck we've had the last few years. He's now got back into Pakistan side in all formats, which surprised himself. Because um, if you look back at the start of the season, on the Tuesday before the first game of the season on Thursday, we didn't have one overseas player. And somehow yeah. we managed to get one in for the first game and managed to get the visa of Shaquille for the second. We you had, had shy nobody. hope, didn't you? You had shy hope in there. We signed him on Tuesday at three o'clock Tuesday afternoon. He flew, he flew um, Tuesday night, um, got to us, um, and we don't, we had to organise everything in twenty four hours from brain scan, uh, heart scan to NOC to everything because we didn't have any overseas player. And when he comes, he ended up being a good signing. He came for thirty day visa, but Tats ended up getting injured, so it was such a little bit of luck actually. He ended up coming and keeping. And he did right. a great job. What a signing he was. Honestly, he fitted in perfectly. He was a top signing. Uh, and I, I would have him back drop of a hat. He was he was brilliant for us. Yeah. Blake, I want to speak to you about there's some really good Australian bowlers over here at the moment, aren't there? Michael Neeson won. Uh, Nathan McAndrew, I was very impressed with at Bristol last week. I thought he was excellent. Uh, Peter Siddle still doing the business down at Somerset. I mean... They've got a load sort of in reserve, haven't they? As well as sort of, you know, your Hazelwoods, your Starks, your Cummins, etc. Yeah, I was just going to speak about um, it's sort of been the Aussies start of the season, hasn't it? Like you said, um, the names you mentioned. Also, Sean Abbott at Surrey as well. And, and, and Matt Kuhneman, the spinner, obviously was at Durham before he got injured. But yes, it's certainly been um, one that's a frightful um, sign for us as Englishmen because... You know, we have got the Ashes and they're here getting warm and net bowling. I saw something earlier in the week that Steve Smith um, left two straight ones off Ollie Robinson in the nets. Whether that was mind games or or not is another thing. So, you know, that's interesting. And then, and um, while we're talking about Glamorgan against Yorkshire as well, Bairstow was back and he was facing Michael Nisa. So, um, and that might be a matchup that we get in the summer potentially. So, we'll have a look at that. I, I agree. I like Nathan McAndrew and when we come on to the Sussex game, I mean, Steve Smith, you can't not put him in. But at the same time, McAndrew must have been a really uh, harsh um, and difficult conversation to have with him there. So, yes, uh, it's one to get excited about with the Ashes this summer. But um, hopefully um, it's just making the county championship better as opposed to them getting warm. I reckon it's all a trick. I reckon we'll suck the Aussies in with all this wet weather and then it'll harden up and we'll be all right. Just proving that God is an Englishman. Anyway, let's go to Worcester, where uh, the aforementioned Steve Smith uh, made his Sussex debut. Worcester started off 264. Ollie Robinson, 759. Hose and weight. That sounds like my prostate exam the other week. They got 59 each. Sussex then responded with 373. Cheshire Pajara. Who else? 136. He got 150 at Bristol the previous week. This is failure by his standards, only getting 136. Worcestershire then responded with 251 for eight. Azarali, 103, but not before. Ollie Robinson got another seven for this time for 58. One run less. 
I mean, he's just a really, really good bowler at county level, isn't he, Darren? Top bowler. A good, good bowler at any level. He's tall. Um, he's a lot taller than you would uh, imagine when you stand next to him. I saw him against us at Sussex. We were fortunate. He was their best bowler against us, by the way. Uh, he just didn't get get the wickets. He, he he was just coming back, getting his overs up. But in this one against Worcester, on a pitch that just offered a little bit, 14 wickets in the match, very skillful, moves the ball both ways. He'll play a big part in the Ashes. It'll be interesting how they shuffle the bowlers around. He's going to be in that main pack of five, um, and they're going to have to shuffle him around throughout the summer. But he is such a skillful bowler. You're right. Very, very good. Blake, Sussex, have they surprised you? They're sitting second in the league. I mean, they've got three quality overseas we've discussed in Pajara, Smith, McAndrew. But some of their youngsters I was really impressed with. I was impressed with James Coles the other day. Uh, and I thought Ollie Carter, the wicketkeeper, uh, was a good player as well. Have Sussex surprised you being where they are in the league? They have. Um, you know, second in the league, I predicted to start the season sixth, seventh fish. And um, a guy I do another podcast with, uh, Dan Davis, he loves mentioning to me that Sussex have won one Red Bull game in the last three years prior to this one. So, um, you know, I've had that one drilled into me. And, and I think you're right, Ollie Carter really impressed me, especially a game against Durham. I think it was first game of the season. Coles um, is from my area. I played against him growing up and he's a very good player. Um, and, you know, and, and they've got obviously a very strong top order as well. So, and adding Pujara and Smith to that as overseas is only going to make it stronger, of course. So, yeah, they have surprised me, but I think they've they've shown and I think they've always had the ability. Um, so I think last year was more of a sort of underperformance, actually, based on their squad. And um, yeah, this year they've, they've uh, sort of taken control a bit more than the sides like Yorkshire and Gloucestershire that I think you would have expected. Well, I've seen some shocking haircuts on cricketers. I've seen mullets on Bruce Reed. I've seen Ishant Sharma. I've seen Ian Botham in 1985. But Ollie Carter is the worst haircut I've ever seen on any human being, let alone a cricketer. Well, Jason Gillespie for a while um, was right up there. But you're right. I saw his haircut when we played against Sussex. And he played well. Uh, but like I say, when he took his helmet off or cap, it was the worst. It is. It's like showing off Lord of the Rings, isn't it? Oh, it's shocking. I think I said last week, I think Stevie Wonder cuts his hair. You know, it's that bad. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, rain ruined that one. And there's been a lot of rain cards being played, no doubt, amongst people listening into the show and club cricketers. And it happens a lot in the amateur game, but it would never, ever happen in the professional game, would it, Darren Goff? It still happens. Of course it does. <laughs> You, you were there at, uh, this year at Gloucester. Yeah. We were never going to play. We didn't play for four days. We were called off on day three um, for the old game. Put it this way. I can guarantee you, but everybody played the rain card on the Friday of that because they were never getting on if it had been another week. Me included. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> everybody played it. But uh, it still goes on. Uh, the, the facilities are a lot better now. Um, but it happened to once with England. I wrote about it in a book. We played South Africa, the most famous test match that's been probably now, the Hansi Kronje test at Centurion. Uh, we both first day uh, got in a great position. Uh, I had great figures. Um, we didn't play day two. We didn't play day three. We didn't play day four. Uh, there was a one-day series to follow. We had a slightly different squad. 
Duncan Fletcher said, right, we're not going to play tomorrow. It's absolutely raining cats and dogs at, at Joburg, about an hour from where we are. We all went out to eat. We all had one too many. I probably got a little bit carried away and probably had five too many. And the next day, we turns up to the game and they got helicopter air drying the pitch. And we nearly had a full day's play. Um, I ended up getting smacked all over by Klusner and Boucher. Um, but then... I was there for the winning runs, wasn't I? So uh, it was a long day. And they celebrated that night after the victory. Not me. I went to bed early that night. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, the red card is still played up and down the leagues. And and it's still, listen, not to the extent it used to be in the early 90s, but they still know when we ain't going to ball a ball. Yeah. Um, and they still have the odd glass of wine now. Not as much as they used to, but they yeah. might have the odd glass of wine. <laughs> well, I'm going to have one after we've done our final game here, where we go to Derby for the East Midlands Derby. Uh, Leicestershire got 122. Henry Brooks, he's come back. He's had a stress fracture of the back. He's had a few injuries. He got six for 20. Derbyshire responded 350 for seven. Lewis Deploy, 94. Wayne Madsen, 67. The usual suspects. Leicestershire then responded with 281. Rishi Patel got a 50 again. He's in the runs all season. And Lewis Hill got 63. And then Derbyshire, the game ended up in a little bit of a farce because Derbyshire was set, I think, 50-odd. And they were going to have three overs, but then the two overs came off due to the change of innings. And Paul Nixon wasn't very happy about it, but the game ended up in a bit of a farce and got held up while they had phone calls going back to sort of the ECB, etc. Um, Darren, good to see Leicestershire back. They're, they're, you know, much improved, aren't they, this year? They are. He's packed it top-heavy with batting. Um, like I said, we played against them... Um, we dominated a game against Leicestershire, the first game of the season, for three days and one hour. Um, if it wasn't for rain, it'd be similar to us against Gloucester Morgan. We would have set them probably 550 and they would have got nowhere near it. But that rain kept them in the game and they played brilliantly. Um, they had a couple of the batters drop catchers, but the way Patel and Anscombe played for them against us, they deserved the victory in the end, you know. Uh, but as I said, we went for the win and lost. Uh, but Leicestershire have much improved. Nico's a good coach. He's a great lad. And he's. I think this year they're going to try and play on better pitches and back their batting and just give themselves a chance. Wright's done well for them down the order. Anscombe's been a great signing. And Patel, he's just in the runs, isn't he? Can't stop. Yeah, he's a good player. He's a Essex lad originally as well. He's yeah. a, he's a very good player. Blake Derbyshire, they've had a bit of a struggle to start the season, but they're they're getting there. Yeah, they are. I mean, Wayne Madsen, Mister uh, Consistent. Um, mm. I couldn't believe I I know we're only four games in, but he hasn't scored a ton this year, and he's he's tenth in the runs list in Div Two. Um, and just to add to that, of the top five, Leicestershire have four in there. Only Pujara with more in the top five. But yeah, Derbyshire, you know, if they can keep hold of Henry Brooks on a bit of a loan because he's one of the revolving door of options at Warwickshire. So it's good to see he's getting a game and it looked like it was a terrific spell there. So, you know, Derbyshire, I think seventh does them harshly for how they've done this year. I think rain has have affected everyone. Um, they're one of the ones who have been worse off from it. Um, and, you know, who knows a, a bit more play and it looked like the result was certainly going in their direction. Um, so yeah I think there's still more to come and I, I, like I said I don't think 7th does them justice really 
No, yep. I, I didn't expect to see. You know, I'm I'm surprised at Sussex and Leicestershire being up there. I thought Yorkshire and Gloucestershire would be the two top sides in that. Anyway, let's have a look at the table. Durham top sixty four, Sussex fifty two, Leicestershire fifty two, Worcestershire forty four, Glamorgan thirty nine, <laughs> Yorkshire twenty nine, Derbyshire twenty eight, and Gloucestershire on twenty seven. But I'm sure they'll get up the table shortly. Anyway, that rounds up another week. At County Cricket Natters. So, Blake, thank you very much. Have you enjoyed your debut? I have. Thank you very much for having me, Dan, and uh, hopefully there's more to come. And, and thank you, Darren, as well. No, thank pleasure. Pleasure to on the Yorkshire. We've, let's say, played for 29 points. That game against Gloucester really shot us in, in, in the foot. No bonus points whatsoever that game. Realistically, and the Sussex one, I think, realistically, we, we, we should be around the 40 mark. We're not. We've got a lot of work to do. Play an unbelievable side this week, Durham. They're really flying. That's going to be a great game. Um, but we're getting to that stage now where we're desperate for a win. Uh, we've got good players. Picking up a few injuries, which is not helpful. And we get Sean, our captain, back. So let's hope we can get a result this week. Well, I've got every confidence in you and it wouldn't surprise me to see you top of the table come the end of the season. Anyway, that rounds up another week. Thank you for your time, and we'll see you next week. We got some beautiful chats. We got some beautiful stats. And we won't stop talking. We won't give it a rest. And as a matter of fact, it's time to get it off our chests. Cricket, 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 cricket. Podcast Network.